0: You're listening to The Retail Perch with Shaker Raman and Gary Hawkins.
1: We're going to discuss industry challenges and opportunities in grocery retail, AI, current and upcoming trends, and so much more.
0: Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of The Retail Perch. We're back again here with an exciting guest, but uh, Gary, I uh, want to say hi to our amazing co-host here, Gary Hawkins from Denver, Colorado. How are you doing, Gary? I'm doing great, thank you. The yeah, sun was is good. out; we got blue sky. The mountains are beautiful. There you go. You know, and the only the only thing that can upset that picture is allergies. So <laughs> 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 it, it is that time of year. That's right. That's right. But anyway, I, th- I think we've been we've been having an interesting few conversations. I mean, last week Gary was fun. And yeah, people, it was. Yeah, we're talking about uh, ops analytica and you know how process monitoring can help in improving outcomes i think it was pretty cool yeah and this week we have a very interesting guest and i think it's been it's probably a first gary for us somebody from the media yes today we have somebody from retail and media and i think it's going to be a fascinating conversation because you know it's something that i guess we're doing right now podcast which is you know we're trying to get out to the public trying to expose different topics and it's gonna be really cool to hear from somebody who spent their life in this industry. So I have a lot of questions to ask them, but obviously we want them to introduce themselves. So I wanna welcome Alicia Esposito to The Retail Perch.
1: Thank you, I'm happy to be here and happy to enlighten you and answer your questions. I'm a little scared, but we'll see how it goes. <laughs> well,
0: we're gonna give you all the rope you want. <laughs>
1: Uh, right. so, so tell,
0: me, to tell us a little bit about your background. I, I'm from Jersey, so I want to yeah. say I'm my fellow at Jerseyite,
1: I feel like everywhere I go, there's always someone from Jersey, which is, it's nice. It always feels like home. I'm Alicia Esposito. I actually have been with Retail Touchpoint since I graduated college, which is kind of unheard of, I think, especially in the content and marketing worlds. was employee number, I'm going to say like five or so. And over the years, I've had the chance to, the opportunity, I should say, to kind of dig into my love of marketing, social media, and how it connects to what we look for and do as shoppers. Obviously, straight out of college, I did not have a lot of hands-on retail executive type experience. It was more experience as a shopper, which I found fun. Um, And over the years, started as a reporter and editor, worked my way up to content strategist, helping tech companies create content that resonates with retail executives. And now I'm the VP of content. So I oversee the overarching content strategy, not just for our media properties, but also our event, the Retail Innovation Conference and Expo. And I also host our multimedia property. So that's Retail Remix, our podcast, and our uh, video series, our store tours, and our experience insider series.
0: So the whole career compressed in the last 10 <laughs> years, I guess. Yep, okay. tried. <laughs> that's
1: perfect. So, uh, so, as,
0: so your current role as VP of content for Retail you what, what are your objectives? What are you trying to get at?
1: Yeah, so I think our goals are two pronged, but they work together so obviously our primary audience is retail executives and practitioners so my goal is to ensure that we're always creating content that's relevant for them um, we're speaking to them in a relevant way we're hitting on the topics that are most top of mind for them and are, are you know either immediate or long-term strategic priorities so a lot of our day-to-day work is around just having conversations with executives doing surveys reading other media outlets and tapping into other platforms right getting that holistic view of what's being covered in the space but also how it's being covered i think you know media in particular there is a challenge of standing out there are so many different platforms and options out there a lot of them are very good a lot of them have a strong arsenal of not just uh, workforce and and talent but also capital behind them so you know for us it's how do we create a very distinct voice and value in these conversations and one thing that we really pride ourselves on one thing that I pride myself on is that, When people read our content and meet us in person, they say, oh, I love reading your newsletter or going to your site or listening to your podcast because you get to the heart of what really matters for me. So That's something that we always try to tap into. We always try to ensure that we're going a few layers deeper, not just into like, oh, this is a trend. Here's what may happen. Here are some people doing it, but it's what are the implications for your business? if you want to embrace it, what should you be thinking about? And what are some of the questions that you need to answer to get yourself on the right path, as well as apparel. But I will say we are covering a lot more in grocery because there is so much innovation happening there. I think there are a lot of great opportunities around like retail media, for example. Like We're really watching that space because we think companies like Kroger, for example, are Thinking about the customer journey in a really innovative way and are trying to figure out the best way to orchestrate those journeys. So advertising is connected to content, is connected to authentic engagement, is connected to that connection between the consumer and their brand partners. So I I definitely think that's the space that we're watching more closely and I think that's because of the pandemic and how we saw Grocery e commerce or digital grocery shopping really reach a new level. Um, But yeah, we try to think across the board and try to connect those dots. So maybe apparel retailers can learn from grocery retailers.
0: So, you know, of course, there's just so many companies out there and so many solutions that are coming to market now. Yeah. And uh, I know that, you know, speaking Mm -hmm. to retailers, sometimes it's a challenge for them. It's kind of like they're stuck as deer in headlights. There's so many different solutions and buzzwords being thrown around. How do you guys help them kind of separate you know, the signal from the noise there. When, and How do you go back to winning?
1: It? It's definitely challenging, right? Because as media, our goal is to see what's trending and make sure we're in on those conversations. David Meerman Scott, who's a pretty well-known uh, editorial PR and marketing expert, he uses the term newsjacking. So see what's happening in the market. How can you add your own unique spin to it so you can kind of ride that wave? I think there are some trends that it, it's tricky to do that. Like for me personally, as a Content creator, I try really hard and encourage my team to think strategically about how we think and talk about those trends. So, metaverse is a really perfect example of what's happening uh, in that buzzword zone. Like everyone just wants to cover it and talk about it, showcase you know the new examples. But there are a lot of things that are still unanswered about metaverse. And um, there are some experts that we've spoken to that say like, no, we're not there yet. Like we haven't even reached what the full potential could be or should be for metaverse. So I think for us, the key is making sure we're talking to the right people. Um, We're getting diverse viewpoints, you know, the ones that are actually doing the building, the ones who are watching the space and, you know, those that are, maybe trying to create solutions for the space too. Like we're trying to pick from all different areas of a particular sector or category, because I think, you know, we can all agree that if a brand or a solution provider is trying to sell something for that category, they may have a very different viewpoint of a practitioner who has had hands-on experience trying to implement something or trying to create something in Roblox and they had a really tough time, you know what I mean? So I think, we try to focus on ensuring that our conversations are well-rounded, that our sources are well-rounded and, you know, just really lean into those practical and tactical action items for the audience. Like, okay, we spoke with all these experts. Here's what we learned here are like the outstanding questions. And here's what you can do to kind of make sure that you're navigating the space accordingly. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Cause I think also sometimes, you know, uh, different retail verticals can learn from each other, right? And like you talked about, you know, APRIL and specialty retail, you know, learning some grocery and vice versa. And typically they've they've been seen as distinct, like what happens in shoes can be applied in, you know, in grocery, right? And and so how, have you seen examples of one picking from the other kind of this cross-pollination happening?
1: Yeah, I think it's a great question because a lot of our work has been, built around that. Let's, let's open the community up and learn from each other. I know that's a big thing that we're trying to focus on for our events. Great example. Let's try and pull out a few. So retail media, I mean, Nordstrom's new retail media network. I'm sure that they took some cues from some of the better models in grocery to build out their strategy. I'm curious to see how that's con- that continues to build out and maybe what new things are adding to their model. See social commerce and live shopping. I mean, I think a lot of the apparel brands or, or cosmetic brands really shine in that space, right? Because it's very tutorial-based. It's very visual. People like to feel that connection of like, oh, let me show you how to do this look. But now we're seeing companies in like home improvement and, you know, DIY, uh, even Walmart, you know, how they were using associates for, you know, live shopping and and showing their favorite items like that is the essence of a strong live shopping experience that those beauty and apparel brands really put it put a stake in the ground on. Right. Like this is like they were like, this is how we do this really well. And, you know, we saw other categories embrace it. I think those are the two big ones that come out for me. Yeah, those are good examples.
0: Right, right, right. So, you know, I guess you have the other side of your business, which is you're maybe you have a lot of solution providers that are trying to figure out how can they advertise in your platform? How can they get yeah. visibility among retailers? So when it comes to looking at solution providers, what what's the angle you're looking at?
1: In terms of yeah. That?
0: How do you figure out which stories to highlight and, you know, what do you think is important? Everybody thinks their solution is the most appealing.
1: <laughs> the first to market, right? The leading provider of, yeah. It's definitely, that was actually one of my first lessons uh, joining Retail Touchpoints 11 years ago. How to kind of spot that language in press releases, how to kind of distill and simplify certain things because it's easy for the reader or the retail executive to kind of get overwhelmed by all of like the PR speak and, you know, the leading provider of and really get to the heart of like, okay, what, is this what's important really for me? Going on? Yeah, yeah, exactly. What, what's really going on? What can you do for me? And that's the other big component of our editorial coverage and our, our media strategy is getting the voices of those tech brands out there, but in a way that is rooted in thought leadership and, you know, the the trend-based insights that our audience is looking for, trying to close that gap, uh, essentially. So I would say, you know, our goal is to get the mix right of, like, the big players, like the known entities in certain categories, but also get some new startups in, in this space as well. I mean, especially now, it is such an exciting time for, like, tech startups, those that are trying to revolutionize e-commerce experience, revolutionize payment. Although, I mean, we saw what happened with Fast and that was a really interesting case of like a media darling, like a company that was everywhere. And then it was like, where did it go? Like what happened? (laughs) So I think it's interesting for us because we do have the opportunity to showcase the stories of these startups. Of course, the founder stories are always a draw. But I think the bulk of the work that we try to do with solution providers is is driven by the brand stories, the retailer stories. So explain to us, like, how do you work with these types of brands? Like, what challenges are you hearing in the marketplace, what would you recommend? So again, that more tactical lens of like how they're looking at the industry, the trends that they are focusing on versus like what tell us about your technology and why it's so great. That's a component of the conversation, but I don't know. I think from our audience's standpoint, they're just trying to make that connection as far as like, okay, what level of knowledge and insight does this firm have and how does that connect to the solutions that they're bringing to market?
0: So let's say if I'm, if you know, I'm sure there's a bunch of people here listening to this podcast who are either in the solution provider community or the retailer community, which is really what Retail Perch uh, is focused on. So if I'm a retailer and I am uh, looking to understand, you know, what's going on in the landscape, what tools does Retail Touchpoints do to beyond, you know, subscribing to your newsletter, right? What, what yeah. can I? What can I use to understand the landscape better?
1: So I think within our property specifically, our podcast is great because I really try to use that as an outlet for those up and coming tech companies, a lot of brand founders and brand leaders, and you know really try and get their perspectives on again, not just like oh, what do you do and like tell us about your technology, but like how did you connect that to a business problem? Like how are you? raising awareness and driving these conversations with retail executives so they can make the best decisions. Um, I always try to close out the conversation with like, what recommendations do you have for people who are listening right now that want to say, um, you know, embrace the metaverse but they don't know whether it's a right fit like how would you consult them or navigate them down that path um so that's one channel and we do a lot of in-depth special reports so that's a component of our site but it's downloadable content um it allows people to kind of do a deep dive into those like state of type reports um so we just did a great one on uh, media networks that our uh, e-commerce editor nicole silverstein did she did an awesome job of like breaking down the keys to Success, which is another angle we try to latch on to. And then we also do a lot of research, too, Uh, quarterly at least. You know, we try to dig into some evergreen topics, but You know, create an opportunity to benchmark around like what the priorities are, how people are investing in certain things, and really spotlight some of the recent use cases. We're actually at the time of this recording, we're preparing to launch our store design and experience survey, which is really interesting because last year the research was really focused on COVID challenges. So closures, you know, updates based on new safety requirements and the like. This year it's that but less about store closures and more about, okay, well, how are you leaning into new experiences? How are you embracing technology? What technology is rising to the top for you? How are you working with other members of the organization to ensure success? So that gives us a really nice, I think, view into what our audience is thinking about and prioritizing, which is good for us, but it's also good for our community too, because they can see like where their peers are and determine, okay, like, I'm seeing a lot of my, you know, colleagues focusing on digital displays, for example. So does this make sense for us? And if so, how can we maybe consider it or implement it as far as, far as our store experience goes?
0: Of course. Uh, we have to tell you about our policy, you're not allowed to mention your podcast and our podcast.
1: <laughs> Unless you have us I on
0: your everybody podcast. everybody
1: had a podcast now. I just thought that was the way it was. <laughs> it feels like that, right? Uh. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you can cut it out
0: yeah of course will. No, stephanie include that okay uh but but you know you must have obviously covered some amazing stories over the past a uh, few years changes in retail right reacting mm-hmm. to whether it's internal it was resulted out of internal changes or it was externally you know so like the pandemic has forced changes on people oh, yeah. or, or or you know like cloud technology has changed the way you know people have thought about technology and experimenting and you know build technologies and test them out iterate right so what tell us some of the stories that you've seen over the years that you've seen uh, you found fascinating and also your take on where do you think this is going well, what does the next five years of retail look like from your perspective because you, you kind of have the uh, you've been sitting on the retail perch so to say and looking down <laughs> 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 kind of yeah, of may-
1: maybe about level. Yeah, I think, oh gosh, this is, anytime people ask me for examples, I have so much trouble because there are so many great examples. Maybe what I'll do is showcase a few recent stories that we're focusing on across our properties and, okay. and why I find them so exciting. So the one that I'm super excited about and am uh, eager to continue to track is just what's happening in cannabis retail. Um, so obviously... Uh,
0: Especially in New Jersey.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they did a big 420 uh, coming out, I think. But, you know, regulations are always shifting. It's interesting seeing consumer sentiment shift as well. It's less about, okay, only under circumstances, it's okay to... As long as people are responsible and there are guidelines in place, for the most part, a lot of folks are are pretty okay with that. I think that's a really interesting shift that's taken place. But in the sense of retail, like how these companies are navigating that and how that's dictating their growth strategies, but also how they're trying to build that trust and drive that acquisition. So I just ran a story about uh, Cookies and Dr. Green Thumbs. So they're two cannabis brands, part of the same parent Entity, and they have had a lot of challenges with social media marketing. So, there are very strict guidelines on, like, Instagram, for example, around what you're promoting and how you're promoting it. And obviously, you know, cannabis, you know, if someone reports it, you know, there's a risk that your account will be taken down. So, that's a moving target for them, but they're seeing so much success with their physical footprint so how they're breaking into stores how they're using technology to bridge that trust gap with their consumers because there are some people that use cannabis they know what they want you know it's fast and easy to go in and out others are they need to be educated they maybe are a little nervous they heard it helps but they don't know how or where to start and they use um they, they called it like the Apple sales model, right? They have someone with a tablet, they walk through questions, they get to know their consumer, and they ultimately have that open dialogue to make those recommendations. Mm. And um, they have other cool elements like interactive touch tech and like RFID power displays. So they're really technology forward because they need that technology to empower not just their associates but their consumers as well. So and I will say some of the most fun and engaging compelling store designs and store concepts are in the cannabis market. Yeah, really. Pop-up diners, merchandise, like really fun stuff. So don't discount cannabis. I think you know a lot of brands are doing some really cool things. Over the next five years, to that ends, it's going to be a market to watch. I think as regulations continue to change. Next one, social commerce, of course. I mean, everyone's keeping a close watch on, you know, TikTok and Instagram, Twitter. We'll see now <laughs> what's going to happen there. You know, with with the proposed bio going private, but you know how they develop those commerce ready experiences. I think there are some components of the experience that still look, are a bit clunky. So like. Mainly the transaction within the platform, but I think TikTok in particular is doing some amazing things. Like TikTok, maybe buy it right, um, tapping into like actual users, like not even influencers, like everyday shoppers that just love a product. So it'll be interesting to see what other categories get into that world. Uh, I think it'll only accelerate and become more core to those different categories over the next five years. So you, and of course, do you, metaverse. So do you retailers.
0: Maybe let's think about supermarkets. Do you see uh, some supermarkets kind of using TikTok as a channel to get the word out? Have you seen?
1: I know I've seen a lot of recipes. I've seen a lot of cooking tutorials. And I don't know if I've seen brands fully capitalize on that. I think there is an opportunity to maybe build partnerships with you know, food influencers or even just like general foodies like that are known for like sharing recipes or sharing their reviews of products. The power of TikTok is that it's like bite-sized content. You can do these really fun like checklist type videos and, and really lean into the creativity of the platform. So I would like to see more of that. I would like to see, you know, brands partner with like an all recipes or like a food influencer and just say like, show us your favorite, you know, Oreo recipe, you know what I mean? Like during the holiday season, like I think there's a lot of fun, creative um, groundwork there that they can lean into a bit more. And I would love to hear examples. So if anyone listening or watching has one, I would love to see it.
0: Yeah, you know, because one of the things we talked about here on this podcast a few episodes ago is how the whole, you know, the the printed weekly ad is really facing a big challenge because multiple reasons, right? Number one, Nobody's really looks at that piece of paper that's stuffed in your mailbox. The cost of paper is going up. Distribution is dying. So retailers are, supermarkets are obviously trying to figure out how to get to customers within a zip code. You know, how do I reach them? How do I get them back into the store, let them know what's going on? So, And it seems like there's so many other channels available, you know, apart from just retail media buying on the Internet, right? Uh, and on websites, I guess, TikTok and Instagram, there's so many other Interesting channels where it might be worth learning from other verticals of how they're using that to drive for traffic Sure, right? Yeah.
1: I agree. And so much so much more creative as well. I mean, if you think about it, you have, you know, a print, you know, catalog or, you know, weekly of like the specials. That's like how much space? Like this much? that much and it's just mainly the product you don't get the full context into the actual item how it's used how you could use it and you know in some cases there there requires more context there especially if it's a new a new product maybe or like a new brand partnership so i just think social media now has so many new creative elements and you know ways that you can show that context which is why i think you know like live shopping in particular is really going to be interesting to watch. And, and how different categories use it.
0: I think you've got a unique view across many different retail sectors that you know you report on, you research uh, studies, etc. Uh, what which channels do you think are the most innovative? You know, looking at what's going on over the last year or two, which are the least innovative?
1: So when you mean channels, you mean like social media and like all of that, or uh,
0: uh, retail verticals.
1: Oh, okay. Oh. So, the grocery versus drugstore versus restaurant, whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. I think I would have to say, again, cosmetics, I think it is a really interesting one because a lot of brands are really leaning into the essence of, you know, what not just their brand experience, but like their product experience. Um, so, Elf Beauty is one of my favorites to talk about just because their culture is so built around, okay, what's new? Where are our consumers? What matters to them? And how can we test it? I think they have done a really great job of balancing the test and learn of new channels, but also being having a really strong core, I guess is the way to put it. So like they have these core strategies that they really focus on, like they have a very sophisticated, like nurture strategy through their email based on like, are you a loyal customer? Like, are you part of our loyalty program? Are you not? But like, they're big on TikTok, like they're doing like unique songs on Spotify that become part of TikTok videos. They are doing NFTs, but they're also doing these really fun partnerships and collections like their recent one with Dunkin Donuts so fun like so unexpected but also like such a great fit for them because they're known for being where their customer is and having these really fun products that align with this bigger context of you know the consumer it's not just like okay we're just here for your makeup needs and like that's it like they are thinking big picture all the time so i'm a big fan of the work that they do
0: i think you know uh, when we the supermarket industry and i think there's a lot of room there for creative advertising right thinking about the customer more holistically i mean food is such an important part of our life it seems like that printed ad and just the sale uh, information such a narrow view into connecting with the customer Uh, and just like uh, you know a ton of opportunity whether you know it is uh, making those ads come alive Maybe there's a link to a TikTok video that relates to this item that's on sale, right? I click on it and it opens up TikTok and shows me some brand ambassador talking about that product. I think there's just a, I mean, hopefully people who are listening to this, you know, there's some light bulbs going off and somebody needs to step out and take a bold move about, it. okay, I'm gonna try this. And because when I think about people 25 and below, you know, they're probably spending a majority of their time on Instagram reels or TikTok, right? That's, yeah huge amount of time and not so much on websites, you know, I mean, you know, I don't think I ever see my kids going on websites, you know, they're, they're on their phone on one of these apps. So I think uh, these supermarkets need to figure out how to connect with these, the up and coming shoppers who are going to be spending the majority of their budgets in their stores.
1: Yeah, I think it's a really great point because, well, for one, now Instagram is opening all of these new capabilities in their platform. So now anyone can tag products in their posts, have your consumers do a user-generated content initiative or co-creation initiative, say to your customers, hey, show us how you use our product. Like, oh, show us what you're making for family dinner tonight, tag your products. Like that is... A way to amplify your products in a meaningful way. It's not just like, okay, I'm gonna stage this product behind this thing and it's gonna look really nice and pretty. It's like, oh, you're showing yourself cooking with your son after a long day at work. And like, this is the thing that you make every week together. Like, that's meaningful. And I think, you know, to your point around the larger context of the consumer, consider partnerships, whether it be like another brand, like another food brand, or whether it be, you know, a different service provider. So like, I like to think about like loyalty through the lens of like, okay, what adjacent industries or categories exist in like the mind of our consumer. So like Whole Foods and like the yoga studio, that's like the same part of like the strip mall where your customer is, or. Maybe it's a local cafe that is known for its like, you know, uh, very special concoctions. Like I don't know. Like, but like beyond the scope of like the four walls of your store, what other partners exist out there that can help bridge that gap and tell a more powerful story with you? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And, and I think there's an opportunity even for supermarkets to create a user community within
1: their. Yes, town, love right? that, or like I mean, an advisory wouldn't, wouldn't, board or something like that. Exactly.
0: I yeah. mean, wouldn't yeah. I? I mean, I would love to be able to connect with other people who shop in my store and see what other items they found in the store, share that idea and create the sense of community within the supermarket, which, you know, I think can be exciting It make shopping more fun because you're like, I want to look at uh, uh, Alicia's uh, suggestions in cheeses at the supermarket because I follow her. You know, I mean, I think it's a way of discovering and making the whole shopping experience more fun. Well, wow, yes. this, this, this has been fun and exciting. Gary, any other questions? Uh, no, this has been great.
1: Alicia, thank you for being with us today. Yeah,
0: and I think uh, for, pe- for people who want to contact you, connect via LinkedIn or how do they connect? With you?
1: Yeah, just search for me, Alicia Esposito on LinkedIn. I'm mainly there. I'm on Twitter too, Alicia underscore Fio Espo, F-I-O-E-S-P-O. Um, but again, LinkedIn is the place for me right now.
0: Yeah, so you're, you're going to still stay on Twitter.
1: <laughs> let me get back to you in like a week we'll see how it goes
0: <laughs> so, so i know there's some big events coming up but Alicia, like- yes. what, what's what's happening
1: yeah, so our Retail Innovation Conference and in Expo is happening May 10th through 12th at McCormick Place in Chicago. We're really happy to have you guys joining us for a fantastic panel around, you know, personalization and lessons from the trenches. Some really great brands there and we'll be hitting on I think everything that we talked about today. So, we'll have Kroger there to talk about retail media. We'll have a lot of great experts on social commerce, live shopping, and also store experience. So that those cannabis brands will actually have a pop-up activation on our expo floor. Mm-hmm. So you you can't buy a product, but you know, you could access some content on QR codes and see the technology and how it really comes to life. So we're really trying to create an experience that gets people excited, you know, gets them eager to learn from different categories like we talked about today. So yeah, we're really excited to see what happens.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's really got We should do a live, we should do a live <laughs> podcast from there. We're yes, absolutely. The let, me yes, let
1: me know when you want to do it and uh, we'll make the arrangements for you.
0: Yeah, terrific. Well, listen, Alicia, it's been fantastic having you here. You know, your experience, I think having seen different aspects, very fresh and I think is very innovative for our listeners. So, thank you for your time. And by the way, in case you don't know, I can bring this to you personally if you let us know if you want the retail purchase mug i can actually bring one along and give it to you in person in chicago
1: i will love so, that yeah
0: <laughs> the next time you get on the show you can have one you can have your I love the <laughs> all right well,
1: awesome. thank you so much
0: for having me. guys appreciate you supporting us i was just uh earlier looking up and we're still in the top five or ten grocery podcasts gary so looks like we're we're doing something right here and we're yes. getting an awesome, awful lot of support from our listeners. so I want to thank you guys for continuing to do that. You guys keep us excited and having guests like Alicia show up on the show up as always makes conversation more. Gary, anything to close out? We'll see you in Chicago. Yeah. We will. And thank you so much. Make sure to join us every Monday and connect with us at The Retail Perch on Instagram and
1: Facebook. And if you have any questions, feel free to email us at the retail perch at birdseye.com.
0: Until next time, this is Shaker.
1: And this is Gary, signing off.